Blog Talk Radio. Hey, you guys. Thank you for listening and watching to the Alter Perform Show, the show about performing your best. We've got TJ here, TJ Taylor. He's going to be talking about the Black Hilarity Show. Uh, he's doing it at uh, Wise Guys February 28th, right? Right. Remember that? Right. Um, I've seen him a few times at uh, Open Mic Night. It's been pretty cool. I'm there sometimes. And, uh, yeah, and he's going to be talking about personal growth and progress. Yeah, man. Really? Yeah, man. I read that. I was like, wow, that's cool. Oh, yeah, you got to – I saw what, what kind of show you have here, and I wanted to at least – Oh, you know, did some research. That's you know, good. Yeah, that's good. Bit. That's good. Yeah, first of all, man, I didn't know we was wearing suits. I thought – I always wear a suit. I don't know. I, I thought know I, was, I, I feel underdressed. I'm wearing I a sweater. I usually suit. I'm I got ready. my Bill Cosby on today. Yeah, good. And, uh, <laughs> I better watch my shirt. Yeah, definitely. Let's put it over there. <laughs> Some Spanish fly might fly off my suit into you. Crap. But yeah, man, it's a uh, it's it's been a it's been a crazy journey. You know what I mean with my comedy and uh, uh, you know I just wanted to come on and share that with you and promote my show. Yeah, I'm glad. The Black Hilarity Show. You know, uh, uh, it's coming up on the 28th of February. What is the What is the Black Hilarity Show? So the Black Hilarity Show is a celebration. Uh, um, of black comedy, in my opinion, it's the show that that uh, oh, we gotta put the well, keep going. Yeah, it's the show. The show that I uh, excuse me. <laughs> no, yeah, um, it, it's the this is the first show that I'm 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 producing. Um, and it it's for me uh to do my part in celebrating Black History Month, the best way I know how, and that's with black comedy. So so. Uh, I wanted to to put black comedy on display with some veteran comedians, some guys that's been doing it for a while, and uh, um, just kind of show show it off a little bit. That's a that's my goal with it. So what is like? Uh, I mean, so many questions. We can make jokes and shit. Yeah. <laughs> we can talk shit to each other. Um, remember, this show's rated R, so this show's rated hear R. some swearing. Um, so what is yeah? What is <laughs> Black History Month, and how does black, uh, like a, you were saying, like it's a black hilarity show, mm-hmm. how does that go together? What does that mean? Well, uh, what does that actually mean for people that have no idea what the fuck we're talking about? Well, Black History Month was interesting because I did get a message from a person who literally didn't know there was a Black History Month. So, you know, people may be watching and not know. Uh, it's a it's a celebration of the uh, uh, trials and tribulations and successes uh, uh, that that Black Americans have have achieved and went through and and done in this country, um, and it's just a, a, a time out of the year to to uh, reflect on that. And I think that uh, you know if you have different talents, you uh, uh, you know represent that. In your own way. Mm-hmm. So if you do poetry, you know, you, you might write a black poem or something that makes you feel like, you know, you are, you know, uh, uh, representing for this this particular month and, and your people or whatever. And um, the reason I'm doing the Black Hilarity Show because my talent is comedy. That's what I do. That's what I love. Uh, so I just wanted to put it on display. Um, and the the comics that I have are all veterans, they all know what they're doing. They're all going to make you fucking laugh. There's That's another good. cuss word. That's good. 
We should count it after. Yeah, definitely. There was 32 fucks used. <laughs> we gave a fuck. We actually did give a We fuck. gave several fucks. Yeah. But yeah. Why, why comedy? Why do you pick comedy? I mean, I have a reason why I'm doing comedy too, but why comedy? Well, uh, I, I got fucking, I got my heart broke. You know, <laughs> sometimes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in a relationship and, and the shit fell apart and I was sad. So I went to the stage, man. Uh, really? A lot of times it happens like that. Oh, that's uh, interesting. I've been wanting to do comedy for a while. And, uh, you know, when you're in a, a relationship, you get this tunnel vision, you know, and you're uh, you're kind of uh, on in this rut of uh, uh, autopilot mm-hmm. in your life, you yeah, know. Yeah. And uh, you, you're you're looking down and then the breakup happens and then you look up and you realize, Oh shit, I haven't been focusing on anything that I want to do. <laughs> and who am I? You're right. Where am I? Exactly. Exactly. So, so I, in order to, to regain my own personal, uh, uh, sort of, uh, autonomy, mm-hmm. I decided to go do something that I've never done before and try something that I've always wanted to try. And, uh, I went to, to wise guys. I went to an open mic. And um, the the first set I ever did is, in my opinion, still in the top five sets that I've ever done. Oh, it's done. interesting, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it it's is. It's interesting. Like, my first two, I swear, are better than my last five. Mm-hmm. I've only done it seven times, but uh, it's, it's different. You yeah. start thinking. I think you, start it, like, you start like, well, what kind of comic do I want to be? Mm-hmm. What do I want to do? Do I always want to wear a suit? I mean, these right. are the thoughts I don't have. Do I always want to talk about dating? No. Right? But I'm mm-hmm. like, well, it's easy. Like, you said yes to the suit question, didn't you? You always wear a suit. I always wear a suit. <laughs> you so always, far, wear a suit. I always wear a suit. I might try, like, but you want to try other things, but you feel comfortable. Yeah. Like, yeah. I kind of go in there all ripped up and mm-hmm. talk shit and, you know, do stupid exactly. stuff. But then you're like, well... I haven't done that before. Yeah, and, be this, and this is what I'm There's doing. There's a crowd watching. Yeah. Right? What I'm doing is working, so I don't want to try anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's been interesting for me because, like like I said, before I started comedy, I've always loved it and I always wanted to do it. So I kind of studied comedy and I watched mm-hmm. comedy sort of the way we as comedians watch it now. Like, I still have that same uh, view on it. So when I was, whenever I would uh, um, go into doing a set I would write and be super technical about the way that you know each punchline is set up each setup is set up and um it 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 made me come in I think a better comic than most people who start out are because I already understood some of the technical aspects of writing sure and sure. uh and now, I would test it out on friends oh yeah we're out drinking mm-hmm. and I'd start you know presenting to them four or five or three or two people mm-hmm. And I noticed when they were laughing. Okay. Like, oh, I'm being funny right now. No. <laughs> but sometimes I'd write on my phone if I could. It didn't seem like weird. Like, hold on, hold mm-hmm. that laugh. Because you have to hold that moment. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That was funny. I gotta write that shit down. Mm-hmm. Shit. Or you forget like crap. Yeah, I got a little I got a little notebook that I carry around all the time. Uh, except for right now when I'm saying yeah. that I have one. <laughs> you you but, can go back to this, record yeah. it and go, Oh, I'll, what did I say? That was Funny. I'll post a picture of my notebook later, <laughs> so you guys know what I'm talking about. But no, it's a uh, it, it's it, it's weird because I I'm in a place right now where I'm I'm trying to focus on developing comfort, you know, on stage because that's literally half the battle. Once you're comfortable, once you know exactly what uh what character you want to present, 
and you're comfortable mm-hmm. in that character, yeah, yeah. then you can you can focus on writing jokes without worrying about how you look up there, what you say, mm-hmm. if, you, if you, you know, your pants zipped up, is your dick out, you know, whatever things that yeah, you're yeah. thinking about. Do you worry that you're dick Sometimes. You know, sometimes you can't feel to you, you can't feel that breeze. That like, <laughs> Crap. My dick is out. God damn it. I wonder if it was laughing. I haven't said a thing. Right? No, but yeah, you, you really wanna um you really wanna make sure that, that when you're comfortable on a stage. Like that's one of the most uh the, the most things I'm focusing on. And I, I think I've got to that level of comfort. Now I'm trying to develop that character, like what kind of what do I want to present exactly mm-hmm. in the the guidelines of these jokes that I'm writing? How many know? times have you done it? How many times have I got on stage? Mm-hmm. That is what we're talking about. I'm not talking That's about how many times you've done it. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, how many times have you done being on stage? Well, I mean, include, open mics make it, you know, over 50 times for oh, sure. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, you're from L.A. too. No, I'm from Texas. Texas. Yeah, I'm from Texas. Yeah. Um, and I I didn't do comedy until I got out here. I, I've been oh, doing really? it. Yeah, yeah I've been so doing it for a year, man. Oh, well. it's so been a year. Times. Oh, you can, you're not just going to white days. You're going to yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I get other yeah. gigs and stuff like Where that. Where else do you go? Um, I performed at Club 90. I performed at Ice House Bar, who also has an open mic, and mm-hmm. I've done shows there. Uh, I performed for uh, um, this this biker club called the Poly Riders. They had an event. Oh, I, know, I know exactly. The yeah, 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 yeah. They had an event, and I was able to perform uh, at that with some great comedians that day. Cool. Um, so yeah, I mean, I've been I've been moving around a lot. I've been doing a lot of uh, a comedy, and and you know, when when you when you find something, especially this late in in my life, I'm 27, about to be oh, 28. Do you super need late, help down the stairs? Super late you in know? life. Guys, let me show you help down the stairs. My knees are fucked up. I got yeah. fucked up knees, okay? Listen, <laughs> when when but like I'm at a place where if I if I'm good at something, then I'm going whole hog at it. You know, yeah. I'm trying to go ahead and and uh, uh, be successful at something. You know, mm. I got I'm running out yeah, of you're time. Funny. You're That's how I funny. feel. Yeah, and I, I believe yeah. I believe I believe I'm funny too. Yeah. And, uh, and that's that's the first step. Yeah, at first you gotta believe that you're fine. Some well, remember that, remember that guy? Remember that guy? Yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. There was a guy that talked about having sex with a vacuum. Did you see that? Guy? Yeah, there was a vacuum that's, sex guy. That's a nightmare. It's like I still remember that. It was yeah. very memorable. It was that was, was so that was months ago. Yeah, it's like stuck in my head. Oh, it was. Yeah. A, I'm not even gonna mention it, but it was about sex with multiple vacuums. Yeah, he fucked yeah. a vacuum. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, dude, funny because it was so absurd yeah. and so real. Mhm. I mean, yeah. every now and then you'll get up there with the with your dumb premise and it'll work out, man. The people were laughing well, at that vacuum again, sex joke. I've never seen it again. That's all he wanted to do, man. Yeah, he wanted yeah. to get that sex joke off, and uh, that's all he needed. Off his chest. <laughs> that's all he needed. <laughs> um, what is the funnest time you've had on stage? Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, um. I would say uh, by far is hosting a a Club 90 show with uh, Aaron Wesley. Um, being a host is so much fun. It's so much fun because oh, good, good. you don't have to worry about writing jokes and being technical and all this stuff. You can just get up there, 
mess with people. You can, you know, if you got new jokes, you can try your new jokes out. You can, mm-hmm. you know, work little stuff, like little bits. And then, like, once you're run out of steam, you just bring up the I next noticed, person. I noticed the guy that's been there a lot, the guy with the curly hair, and he always puts it up with a little banana clip. You know who I'm talking about. Oh, oh uh, Matt Tribe. Yeah. Mm. Uh, he was doing that last time. Oh, really? He started messing with people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He messed with the friend I was with. Yes. A couple of my friends. He messed with people. Mm-hmm. It looked clear he was practicing it. Yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, that's another skill that, that you want. But um, I, I don't do a lot of crowd work, but when you're hosting, you have so much opportunity to do whatever. It's not like your time on stage is not important. Mm-hmm. You're just the guy bringing yeah. up the next guy. So whatever you do in that time is not like magnified or it's not. You're you're not you're not worried about like how your transitions are gonna be. Yeah, yeah, comedic timing. Exactly. You know, this is a big thing. It's, it's, Sometimes it's not the joke that's funny. Right. It's the way you land it, time mm-hmm. it, reading the crowd. Right. And I've learned that's the trickiest thing. Like I, I'm good at presenting, mm-hmm. but then I watch it, I'm like oh, I'm not reading the crowd. Or right. I said that too fast. Or when you're on stage, I forgot a joke. When you're on stage, you're an actor. Mm-hmm. You're an actor at that point. You're bringing these jokes to to life, and you're bringing people on this journey with you, and you're acting as an exaggerated version of yourself. And and in in order to be able to do that, you got to get super comfortable, and you got to be able to to just kind of be comfortable in your own skin up there. And that's one of the trickiest parts. Um, um, but like yeah, like you said, the funnest time I had is is any any time I host. It's, it's very fun. Um, but yeah, so good, good. Well, I'm just checking to see if we have any comments, questions, or comments. You can call in too. I mentioned that right. number before. Hey, you put one of these up. How you doing? <laughs> oh, yeah, Kaiser. Uh, it's, uh, guest call in 646 787 8560. That's 646 787 8560. You can comment on the Facebook page too. Uh, my name, Adam Tagledean, if you're already watching or not, and then I'll I'll ask the question. Yeah, man. So how long have you been doing uh, doing comedy? I've done it seven times. I've done this po- podcast about 150 times. Okay, so you you uh, is this your what are you doing? No, I, I'm trying. No, no, no. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, don't, know, I don't know you very well, man. So yeah, I yeah. want to know a little yeah, bit yeah. more about you. What so you, I've what been, do you do? I've done it name? seven times mm-hmm. now. Um, COVID, no COVID, mm-hmm. not getting on. My dad got sick and passed away. Oh, so I man. skipped it for a bit. Oh, man. Um, but uh, I wanted to do it because I could. Hmm. I was like, I can do this. It's something I could experience, get on stage. It's scary. Yep. Fuck it. Uh, the experience I had with the podcast, making jokes, mm-hmm. whatever, I'm like, well, it's part of growing. Right. I looked at it. It's part of presenting. Mm-hmm. Part of doing presentations or events or seminars, things that I've done before, I'm going to be doing again. Okay. Um, is being funny. You, you throw some humor in there too. Right, right. So I'm like, well, I need to do this because I can do this, mm-hmm. and why not expand myself and do it more? And I can be pretty funny. Now, what I've noticed being on stage, it's different. Mm. I'm much better when I'm interacting with people and they give me material. Oh, okay. So now I, going on stage and having material, because you're not, remember you said it's fun to play with people? Mm-hmm. Like, you're not playing with them. Right. They're not giving you anything. Well, you are. You well, are. I'm learning that. Yeah. I'm learning that. See, that's the thing. It's the transition. Like, 
you have to like figure out, okay, how do I do this? How do mm-hmm. I be myself and interact? And right. Maybe talk about the guy's sweaters mm-hmm. and things. Remember the heckler? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was funny. He was like, it was like, it was like oh, thank you. you know, yeah. Thank you. I have like, a few things for heckler to yeah. come up. So I'm like, oh, I want a heckler. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, right? I but do not. Don't have like to me. Yeah. <laughs> do not do that shit. But, it, but it's that learning that, and mm-hmm. actually the past few times, except for this last time, because I didn't want to risk it, mm-hmm. I've been trying to go up there, not clear on my jokes, mm-hmm. creating it, going with the flow, right. and it's a learning process mm-hmm. too. And then I get like, oh, I'm not as funny. So do you but typically you have to learn it? You have to practice. Do you typically write the entirety of your joke out and then memorize it like a speech? Um, no. Okay. I haven't. Well, I've only done it seven times. There is no typical yet. Oh, okay, okay. See, the first couple times I did that. Oh. Uh-huh. I didn't memorize it. It was just like a guideline. Mm. Then I started trying to ad lib a little bit and have some jokes. Mm. Okay. And it was okay. This last time I just was like, I haven't been there for a bit. I just had some jokes, mm-hmm. did um, forgot one, and closed my set. Right. Oh, thanks because I've learned that. <laughs> That's my time because I don't know what else to say. Right. So, I'm out. Um, yeah. So it's been a learning experience, right? Really. Yeah, man. Uh, that's cool. Uh, when I first started, for sure, I start, I wrote everything. Like, I wrote everything I wanted to say down uh, and memorized it like that. And then, since I memorized it, I can play around a little bit. I know what I'm what I want to say, and now I can deviate a little bit. But I've got I've taken to uh, bullet points now, just bullet points, mm-hmm. and uh and just coming off of the the head with, with a lot of the information from the joke so that I can get funnier. You know, I'm trying to, I'm trying to handicap myself so that I can overcome those handicaps and still be funny. Otherwise, like anyway. So then when I start writing, like I used to, again, it'll all come together, you know? So uh, I'm really on a, on a, on a growth path with, trying to be as funny as I can be. Yeah, right, right. We all kind of, well, I don't know, oh, but that's what kind of we want to be. Well, first you got to get funny. (laughs) And then, and then you can work on being funnier. So, so like, uh, one thing I would suggest to you, because I've seen you do stand up and, uh, and your, your jokes are funny. I just think you got to bring some more uh, uh, exaggeration. Just exaggerate yourself more. Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, I've noticed. I noticed that too. Yeah, yeah, I Record yeah. mine, mm-hmm. and I watch it. I'm like, fuck. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was thinking the same thing. Right. I was like, ah, I just kind of did that. Yeah. If you slow your speech, if you talk to people like this, and then be more exaggerated. It's funnier. Just the just the movement. It is, is funny. right. It is. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. and yeah. and that just that that elevates you. Automatically, yeah, man, for sure. What What do you think of the guy that yells? Uh, Greg Kite. Yeah, I love Greg Kite. Greg Kite is hilarious, and I think he's kind of found a niche in 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 where he wants his character to be. Uh, um, and he hasn't been there in a while. And oh, he hasn't. Yeah, no, no, no. Oh, he cool. he's been he he had COVID for a minute. Oh, and uh, uh, but when he came back, he came back strong as he was before and uh yeah I, it, that energy it it's an exaggerated version of him mm. and that's the key it's mm. always the key you just be more exaggerated and if you're yeah. comfortable in that then yeah. it's gonna turn it's gonna come out good yeah 
Yeah, I noticed that too. Like, I need to be more myself Mm -hmm. out there. That's what I was like. I need to be more myself. Yeah, just exaggerate. If you if you're up there, you might as well go. I'm being a little too polite too. What do you mean? Why you up there? Yeah, I'm being a little too polite. You think so? Oh, I know I am. Polite to who? About the jokes you're telling? Because I'm in Utah, so I'm a little more polite. Yeah, well, you know. Uh, (laughs) I do, I do, but but. you can you can eat anything if you season it just right. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Anything anything will go down if you season it just right. So so like it's some jokes that I tell that I you know if I told it to some other people they would say please don't tell that joke. Yeah, please leave. In Utah, please get out. Yeah. Where in Texas did TJ get his start? Uh, I was in Arlington, Texas. I did not start comedy there. Oh, you saw that? I was just about to ask you. you yeah, that. no, I saw it. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I did not start comedy there. I uh, we had a question from Timothy Smith. Timothy he, Smith, sorry. He is actually a distiller over at uh, Ogden's Own Distillery. Oh. And he was asking if uh, where TJ was from. Right. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm from Arlington. I'm from Arlington, Texas. Uh, I was born in Fort Worth. Uh, moved to Arlington shortly after. Moved to Mississippi shortly oh, after. Oh, I got that. a really good question. Okay. What the fuck is it like? Being in Utah, doing comedy, being black. By the way, I forgot about the black. Yeah, being yeah. black. Um, See, that was the nice part about it. Yeah, I'm programmed to leave some stuff out. Right, right. Because if I'm too much, you freak people out. Well, at least I, you said because I've done it. I freak fucking people out. At least you said black out loud. A lot of people are black. <laughs> a lot of people are like, what's it like being black in Utah? You know, they kind of. Well, I'm African American like too. Black. I'm African American. Huh? You're Egyptian, huh? That works. It works. Oh, I'll um, just ignore that. Okay. Um, We're going over. Being black in Utah, first of all, let's start there. It's bizarre. I'm from Texas. It's from the South. The South has the highest concentration of black people in the country. Mm-hmm. So a lot of places are actually still kind of segregated just based on how they were segregated in the oh, past. Really? People um, still live in the same area. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that long ago. It was the 60s and the 50s and 60s. So oh, it wasn't that long ago. Seven fucking years ago. Seven or eight. Seven well, years I mean, how long? Years. I, uh, a house is 70 years old. It's not that bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, this, this house is 110. Right. So so oh. those people still live there. Those families still gener- like generationally still there. Wow. So a lot of those places are still, like, my high school was probably about 70% black, you know, uh, 10, 10% Mexican and then 5% white and then other, you know what I mean? So, uh, other, right. <laughs> but, but it was, it was in Texas and I know there are white people here. Where yeah. are they? Where are, oh, those, yeah, where are these yeah, white yeah, people? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> but, but, um, you see so many black people, you yeah. grow up in this culture of black people. I loved that when I went to Dallas, uh-huh. I loved it. Cause it was like, yeah. Like colors. And then in Mississippi, you know, white. Right, Look, right. there's a black guy. Yeah. <laughs> Look, there's a Latino. Look, there's a black group of Latino. Yeah, no, it's, it's exciting. Yeah, it <laughs> it's is. It's exciting it is. when like, you see another black I'll sit there, well, what's it like for you? Well, we're sitting in a room with 50 people, and I'm the only, right. for me, even, right? Mm-hmm. I'm the only ethnic person in this room. Right. So it's it's kind of weird. Yeah, Although yeah. I'm pretty white, because I was born here, and I was raised as an American, I'm still, I still get some racism, right. some segregation because of culture and mm-hmm. not necessarily people meaning to be racist. Right. No, no, that's that I, we call that, I call that ignorance. I don't think 
it's okay to be if you don't know then you know sometimes it's stuff that it's some it's sometimes it's stuff that you should know you know yeah. but at the same time like who can you got to be educated on this kind of stuff and if you if you don't stay at home and stay away from black people because you're afraid <laughs> then you'll learn <laughs> but yeah being being in utah it has its advantages though because there are uh certain opportunities that come to you because of uh, a need for diversity in certain aspects. You know, there's only 0.7% African-American population in Utah. I did not know that, 0.7%. but I do see it. I did look that up very quickly oh, when I got Thank here. You. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> because, I, like I said, I've been around black people all my life mostly. So yeah. when I got here, I was highly confused. I was highly confused. Like oh my god, this is it was just complete crazy. opposite from it what was you were. Very in. opposite, and the, it was uh you know uh, uh it, it's just uh it's been it's been great though just seeing you know a different culture a different uh, uh part of the country and uh, I haven't really experienced much racism. <laughs> Some. It's a little bit racism. Some ignorance and stuff. Like, I have a boss at work, and, um, uh, you know, great guy, like, but there's this level of, of obliviousness mm-hmm. when it comes yes, to yes, yes. certain things. So, yes. when I first got there, um, I, w- I was a, a vegetarian when I first got to my job. I was trying my best. I was, like, you know, trans vegetarian. I wasn't really finished with the transition yet. You know, yeah, I was still point. taking the hormones. <laughs> but but uh yeah so so he came up and asked me because we get turkeys and hams on thanksgiving and stuff and uh he was like hey what do you like would you like a turkey or a ham yeah for a bushel of broccoli uh, no no i was like i was like actually i'm vegetarian i can't you know eat meat or whatever and he goes hmm well i don't want to send you home empty-handed oh how about a watermelon we can get you a oh <laughs> Great big watermelon, you can take oh, it home. Shit. And <laughs> That's funny. And I was pissed, you know, I was pissed off. But at the same time, you gotta understand, these people have never seen black people in their entire lives. They don't know anything about watermelon. But they offer you chicken too. Oh, you don't eat beef. They yeah. offer you chicken too. But I wanted that watermelon. I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. If you don't like watermelon, you don't you have. Can laugh. Good you can laugh out loud. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. You don't have a good taste, but watermelon is delicious. But uh, he he didn't understand the social implications of asking me that question, mm-hmm. and did you, that did you you didn't. You oh didn't no, talk. no! Yeah, I wanted talk. him to go to the. I wanted him to go to corporate and, and tell them the that <laughs> I wanted the water. Hey, we need to buy. I wanted to, to buy the black guy. I wanted to see how line. high up this went. <laughs> like, what if nobody ever realized how racist this was? And I got a watermelon. You did get a watermelon. No, 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 I didn't. But oh. it would be hilarious. So what happened? So, no, if he That's went cool. to his boss, and his boss was like, you can't what fucking. What the fuck is wrong? What are you doing? <laughs> you can't offer him a watermelon. What are you doing? We're going to be on the news. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't. I, did he I, apologize? What happened? He did. He did come oh, back. Listen, I'm so sorry. I. <laughs> You know, I didn't mean that. You know, I went on a mission the other day. I went on a mission to Detroit. I'm Mormon. So, you know, those people were great people. I got to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's like, it's cool, man. It's fucking fucking cool. What did you get? But uh, I didn't get anything. Oh, good. I didn't get anything. So it was a watermelon or nothing? I opted out. (laughs) 
I would have accepted a watermelon. I'm not going to lie to you. It wasn't racist the way he approached it. It was weird. It was weird, but, you know, he had no. It's a big fruit you can cut up and share. Yeah. And you just happen to be black. And just happen to be black, man. I just happen to be the only black dude who works at that entire company. Wow. So, yeah, it was a bizarre question to ask. But, no, that's that's been, like, the brunt of my experience. Little stupid questions like that, mm-hmm. stupid, you know, things like that where people just don't understand the the implications of this sort of, you know, uh, dialogue. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I can deal with that because I was tired of getting pulled over in Texas. Oh, you're getting pulled over? <laughs> For real. Uh-huh. They will pull your ass over in a minute. I don't know if it was a quota Black they were trying to meet. Black woman driving. I think that's what it is. That's where it happens, people. Mm. That's where those stories come from. No. So tell us, let's wrap up and tell us a bit about the Black Hilarity. Black Hilarity Show, show is going to be the February 28th, uh, 7 o'clock. We got Kevin Davis, a comedian from Los Angeles that I met uh, along my journey. Um, um, working with Aaron Wesley, he's a good friend of his. We got Aaron Wesley. Aaron Wesley's on the show. He's a local guy. Uh, he puts on shows everywhere. He's a fucking hustler. I love that guy. He taught me everything about the business of comedy, like that side of it. Like Then we got Mac Rome. He's a funny comedian. He's performed all over the country. He's been doing it for years and years. Uh, and we got Arvin Mitchell. You remember Arvin Mitchell, the other black dude that was at the open mic? The other black the other, dude. The only other black dude there. Yes, I do. <laughs> Arvin Mitchell, a hilarious comedian. He's been doing it for 20 years. He's been he's open for Dave Chappelle. He's on a, a TV show down oh, that's in. That's cool. Open for Dave Chappelle. Yeah, yeah. Nice. He's he's on a TV show at uh, on BYU uh, TV um, called Studio C that he's writing for and he's a uh, starring mm-hmm. in. So he's a he's a very funny comedian, very successful comedian. And all these guys are my friends and they're my mentors and they're coming to do this for me, you know, out of love and. Um, uh, man, I, I couldn't ask for anything more. It's going to be a great fucking show. It's going to be a great uh, show. How much is it? $15 to get in. Um, I'm sure they're selling tickets at the door. Hopefully, I sell out before then. <laughs> um, so what night is it? It's going to be the, the a Sunday night, February 28th. Sunday night. Yes, okay. Sunday night. night. It is a tough night. But hey, man. Industry hey, night, kind of. You know, um, you, you went to but church earlier, but yeah. church is over now. At 7 o'clock, you'd be home in bed by 10. Yeah, exactly. Right. The show will be over before 9, probably a little bit before 9. And uh, how does it help the whole black history thing? How does what it difference? help? Yeah, what difference does it make? Um, some people want, want to support it just because of that. Well, in my opinion, this is, this is me as a creative showing people uh, the beauty of black comedy as a as as um a, my contribution uh to the celebration of black history month basically okay so so um i'm contributing by making people laugh and bringing black comedy to salt lake city which is there's been black people that come through there's black people who who, who perform on that stage every now and then but tonight i want well that night i want to celebrate black history month in the best way i know how that's about making people laugh. So if you come to this show, you're going to fucking laugh. You're going to laugh hard. You might pee a little bit. And that's yeah. fine. That's, that's a good sign. It's okay that's a, that's a good to sign. pee. If you laugh so hard that you pee, that's good. That's good. 
I haven't done that for a long time. Yeah, Are while. you guaranteeing that? I'm guaranteeing it. Are you bringing diapers at the door? <laughs> no, I might need to. As a matter of fact, I might need to because these guys are hilarious, man. So, cool. Well, thank sure. you for being on. Remember to catch his show. You can uh, message him directly because I'll tag him in tag the uh, show. Message me. In the, DM uh, me. And uh, phone number? No. Yes. No, no. Instagram? Yeah, Instagram. At TJ is funny on Instagram. At TJ is Follow funny. Me. TJ is funny. It's not in quotes. It's it's real shit. It's real shit. <laughs> yeah, comedians tease each other about being funny. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, you're real funny. Well, I don't see funny by his name anywhere on here. <laughs> Thank you guys for listening and watching the Ultra Perform Show, the show about performing your best in business and life. See ya. And then, thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening and watching the show.